Hello and welcome to the Teacher's Cup of Coffee. Thanks for joining us again here. We're thrilled to be back with you here in this home stretch of the school year. Hard to believe it is already May 1st. Absolutely crazy. What a fun time in schools. You know, you're getting ready for the home stretch. Of course, we have the non-funness of state testing. But we also are really steeped in our relationships with students now. And we're really coming down towards the end of the school year. And I'm here today to say that this is a time where some teachers will just kind of like ride out the last wave of the year and get through state testing and then just kind of coast to the finish line. But other teachers will do the opposite. May and June can be an incredible time to experiment, to try new things. You know, it's it's hard. We always think, oh, we'll try that in September. We'll try that in September. But then September gets here and we have to immediately jump right in and start over with our relationships and our routines and procedures. So really, May and June are the best time to really experiment and try new things. Today, we're going to be talking about experimenting and trying new things when it comes to homework. Ah, homework. Education can't stop thinking about what homework should or shouldn't be and how we can optimize homework for our students. Great article in last month's edition of Educational Leadership. It's called One Size Doesn't Fit All Homework. It is all about what the author calls individualized homework. I know I'll mess this up, but the author's name is Kathy Vaterat or Vaterat. But it's a great article about a process about individualizing homework. In this article, she really focuses on an elementary school that has moved to this idea of individualized homework. What it is, is students set personal goals related to the standards, practice the skills they need to work on, select learning strategies that work for them, and monitor their progress toward mastery of these standards. In other words, students make a decision at what standards their, or what standard their homework is going to address, and then they create how it will address it. So an auditory learner that needs to deal with multiplication could write a song about their multiplication facts, whereas more of a written learner could write their multiplication facts a bunch of times. Either way, they're, they're addressing this standard of knowing the multiplication facts. We all know that so much research on the brain and on motivation and all that says that students need autonomy. They need some empowerment in order to really dive in. And that's what individual homework does. This article, like I said, focuses on elementary students doing this. And I would think that that would be the hardest time to do it. By middle and high school, it seems like it would be easier. If not easy, because obviously there's a lot that we'll get into with this. But if elementary students can successfully do this, then certainly middle and high school students can as well. Let's keep it simple. Let's break this down and talk about how it would work. Basically, on a Monday, students would get a list of standards or like more personally written learning outcomes that they can choose from. And they need to pick one of these learning outcomes that they feel they need to work on. So right there alone, you're starting to t teach students how to be self-reflective, how to look at learning outcomes and say, that's the one I'm going to have the hardest time with. That's the one I'm going to need to work on. So they pick a learning outcome. 
then they define how they're going to address this learning outcome in their homework. So they decide, will they be giving a presentation uh, like in relation to this learning outcome? Or will they be doing some writing? Or will they do a little project? Or will they just be creating some practice work, maybe writing some problems, whatever it might be. And then they turn in to the teacher that Monday in class their selected learning outcome and their homework for the week plan. And then the following Monday, so about a week later, they turn in that homework. One example is in a second grade classroom from the article where students are obviously given autonomy over their homework tasks. And it talks about a second grader who needed to do homework and she found in for her math class and she found that she was always doing it at her brother's Taekwondo class. So she decided to use the trophies in the lobby of the Taekwondo studio to create math problems that she could then solve. So they were working on addition and subtraction and she actually used the trophies to write out problems all around the trophies and then she solved them. So she got the homework done while she was at her brother's class and she made it pertinent to the real world. Quote from the store, quote from the article, the teacher allows her students to show their understanding of learning standards through a variety of homework options, writing, presentations, movies, art, and music. And then over time, I'm going to continue the quote, the teacher says the assignments generally got longer, had more depth, and were much more creative when compared to traditional homework that I had assigned. It's so cool to think about it. Students have to pick a learning outcome to focus on, and then they create the task to prove that they focused on it. It's so different, but it also teaches them to reflect, teaches them to set goals, teaches them to manage their time over the week. I mean, it's just not realistic anymore to think that just giving worksheets with isolated practice is going to totally change students as learners or totally be remembering or totally help students remember information. The new student, as we talk about so often in this podcast, has to attach to what they're learning. Giving this individualized homework, it is such more meaningful learning than just practicing worksheets. And not only are students focused on a learning outcome, they're also learning these other skills at the same time of setting goals, of managing time, and all of that. Another quote from the article, one fourth grader who had trouble speaking in front of the class might set a goal to improve his speaking and listening skills by, pre by presenting on a topic of interest, drawing on self-reflection and teacher and peer feedback. Because this particular student loves airplanes, his presentation could be about paper planes. Another example where the student picks the learning outcome of speaking and listening and then does it around something they're interested in. Obviously, this is not easy for teachers. There is more to this than just walking around and checking off that a, a student completed the homework. But then again, we have to figure out where what deserves our time, right? So instead of checking off five worksheets over the course of a week, this would mean we give the homework on Monday, we, we briefly talk about it throughout the week, give students reminders, and then the following week, we collect back what will be probably pretty cool projects and certainly will demonstrate time management and focus on learning outcomes. Now, there could be some parental concerns, and this will be different. But, I, you know, it's in the article, first of all, if you want to read about how to deal with the parental concerns. But I'm here to tell you, it's May and June. This is why we experiment now. Parents aren't as on us right now. They, they, they kind of have 
developed a trust for us, and they, even they, they're in the home stretch as parenting of students, at least within that school year. So this is a good time to try it, because I don't think you're going to have parents all over your back if you try it now. Obviously, there's a learning curve. So the first time you do this, you're going to have kids that are really going to have a hard time with it, really get nervous. You're going to have kids that don't know how to handle the fact that you've given them choice. You're going to have kids that don't know how to manage their time the right way to get it done. That said, that's why it's a good idea. All of those skills we just discussed are what students need. More and more, they need us to do things that teach them how to be students. Teach them how to manage their time and get through a week getting everything done. And giving this individualized homework can do exactly that. Certainly, you can pro provide some scaffolding, you know, a sheet of homework suggestions, learning outcomes where they pick the learning outcomes and then there's some suggestions for what they might try. And then, of course, you're going to have to approve what they give you so or approve what they decide to do. So if they give you something back that they say they're going to do and it just sounds like it's not going to work, you talk to them about that. But their choices are important because their choices are what help them attach to that homework rather than just doing a worksheet to quote unquote strengthen skills. In this school, in this elementary school, once they got sort of through the growing pains on this with parents and with students, since then there have been fewer complaints about homework. There have been fewer problems with non-completion and there have been way more motivated students who are taking on their learning, who are owning their learning. How cool is that? Elementary students that choose a learning outcome and choose a way to deal with it over the course of the week at home. Remember back to our podcast on autonomy where we said it helps if you can give autonomy over time, task, technique or team. Well, in this case, we're giving students autonomy over time because they have a full week to do the project or do whatever they do any way they, 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 any time they determine to do it. We're giving full autonomy over task because they're selecting the learning outcome and we're giving them full autonomy over technique because they're deciding how to address that learning outcome. So with this individualized homework, kids learn standards or outcomes and they learn how to be inquisitive and creative, and they learn how to attack and own their own learning. As the article says, and I quote, the essence of schooling should be to nurture curiosity, wonder, and the excitement of learning something new. Homework is a place where we can do this. All the cool learning doesn't have to happen in the classroom. Give kids a chance to individualize their homework focused on important learning outcomes, and see what happens. Man, it's May. It's May. It's almost June. Or, or June will be here before we know it. This is the time to experiment. Try this a couple times in May and June over the course of a week. Work out some kinks. See what comes up. See what works for you. See what doesn't. But be bold. Our kids need us to be bold. And individualized homework is a really cool way to start that now. Take a look at this article in last month's edition of Educational Leadership. Thank you again to Kathy Vaderot or Vaterit who wrote the article. And we hope you have a great start to the month of May. Good luck getting through state testing. And remember, keep your eyes on the prize. We are try trying to create students who love learning. No more important goal. Individualize that homework and they're going to learn to love learning while they're at home. And we hope you have a great week here Thanks again from the teacher's cup of coffee.